Hey guys, Ben here. I wanted to take a quick second and mention two quick things. So first, we're actually opening up the upcoming season of the Atlanta Foodcast, which is season three, believe it or not, to sponsorships. If you are interested in spreading the word on something great for all of our listeners to hear, head over to our website at atlfoodcast.com slash contact and let us know all about it. We're currently filling spots starting in January of 2020. And second, if you're interested in supporting the Atlanta Foodcast as a listener, you can actually contribute on a monthly basis for as little as $1 a month over on Patreon. And if you don't know much about Patreon, it's okay. You can actually open the show notes in your podcast app right now and click the link. You can get really cool stuff for becoming a monthly supporter and your name will end up on our backer wall on the website and a ton of other great stuff. And you can find out more at atlfoodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, that's all the business I have for you. On with the show. Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. So I love restaurants. You know, the, the culture, the people, the opportunity to experience the cuisine, really everything. And over the past few years, I've gotten to know a lot more people actively working to make Georgia an incredible state for growing in agriculture. And it's really the other side of people who are making restaurants possible, and that's farmers. And two of those amazing people are Ilana and Zach, and they're the owners and farmers over at Levity Farms up in Milton. It's just outside of Alpharetta. And, you know, I met these guys a few seasons back over at the Pont City Farmers Market, and every Tuesday we'd walk away with incredible produce that they planted from seed, nurtured, and rested from the earth. And that's really all that it took. So, Here's a first for the Atlanta Foodcast, and and certainly the first of many. We went up to the farm, walked the rows and plots, picked produce, snacked on all the veggies of, of all kinds, and stopped for a little bit to actually record a podcast. So here they are, Ilana and Zach of Levity Farms. Yeah. Talk about a different setting. I'm usually sitting in a restaurant. Yeah. And uh, this is way better. I mean, I love restaurants and everything, but like this is a way better way to start the morning. Um, it's nice too. I mean, it's it's cool, which is really great. Um, so you can hear my kids in the background, uh, but we're actually here up at Levity Farm. Uh, technically, like Alfreda, Milton, somewhat Roswell. It's yeah, it's in Milton. I guess it's a new, newer city, but the address is Milton. Nice. It's right near Alfred and Roswell. I think this is officially my first interview that I've done outside the perimeter. Cool. Oh, wow. Welcome, yeah. OTP. I know. So I need to do a little bit better. But <laughs> they say OTP tastes good to me. <laughs> I said Butch the Baker, actually. But um, but Zach and Alana from Levity. This is great. I think we've been, like, threatening to do this for a long time. So it's been, a, it's been like, a long time coming. But I'm really stoked to have you guys on the show. How are you? Thanks for having us. We're great. Yeah, we're doing great. Glad you're here. I know. I mean, this is great. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like, we've already been, like, walking the farm for the past, like, half hour. But I, uh, I'm really excited to hear you guys' story. And, you know, you guys do things that, like, I've never really experienced in another city the way that you guys work so closely with restaurants, which is really great. And, um, I mean, we just did a really fun event uh, that we were all a part of uh, pretty recently at King & Duke. And 
Um, but just like seeing the operation and buying your produce and eating it at home and seeing it in restaurants, but actually walking through the rows of vegetables and everything that's actually just growing out of the <laughs> earth is, is really cool. And I think it's a story that's not really told very often from the perspective of the greater Atlanta area. So, um, so we're going to get into all that over the course cool. of the next 20 minutes or so, but, um, but Ilana, you're going to go first. So tell me like who, who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Uh, that was my mom, and she did a great job of making sure every night for dinner we had one protein, one starch, and one vegetable. Um, sometimes it was all in one big pot. Like my favorite dish she used to make, she made it up. It's called chicken in the pot. It was basically bone-in chicken thighs, cream of mushroom soup, and frozen spinach in a big pot, and she slow-cooked it slow and low all day and it was just oh and she'd throw in some of those twirly egg noodles that sounds pretty dope it actually pretty dope. yeah that actually sounds really good were you a good eater growing up <laughs> was and still am nice it's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing that's yeah. a good thing yeah. um that sounds like like just really good home home cooking mom food mm -hmm. you know it's like that's a mom meal so mm -hmm. i always call that a mom meal it was but. a good mom meal it was our our go-to was Chicken thighs, we used to fight over who would get the skin because the skin of the chicken thighs is like the best part. Oh, gets time. nice and crunchy. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, we had this rule in my house, first one done helps the others. Nice. <laughs> Do you have siblings? Uh, three. There are four of us. Wow. So there was a lot of eating across the table and yeah. chicken skin stealing. <laughs> Where are you in the pecking order? I'm third. I'm the lower middle. Oh, wow. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was supposed to be the baby. Yeah. But then, surprise, yeah. JK. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's funny. Well, turn it over to you, Zach. Tell me, who cooked for you growing up? Um, mostly my dad and my mom. We would do collards and a ham hock and sweet potatoes and either steak or chicken. Um, if we were in a rush, we would go through a McDonald's drive through and... If it was just me at home, I would be, you know, Dunkaroos and Capri Sun and Josta and junk food, really, which <laughs> wasn't good, but it felt good at the time. For sure. uh, Dunkaroos. Yeah. Not very well represented anymore. I used to I love Dunkaroos. They should know. That's a real treat. They're coming yeah. back. I can see it like as a culinary totally. delicacy if, in the future. If someone wanted to trade you for your Dunkaroos in elementary school, like they had no to trace. bring some. Yeah. No, no like, you're That'd like, good, good luck. But yeah. it's like, you better have like a can of Coke. Double up on Lunchables. Yeah. It's like, you better have like a whole pizza Lunchable you're ready to throw Those down. Those are good. You make yeah. the stack. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Go like, all the way with there it. There was engineering that went into all that kind of stuff. So. Kids oh, cuisine. Yeah. That was a whole thing yeah, too for a while. Like, like for us, like growing up, like born in like the eighties and growing up in the nineties, like my kids are never going to have that stuff because, like, I'm smart enough to not give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know. No one knew back then really did how they? it could affect us. Well, maybe they, they did, though. Maybe they, did, maybe they didn't. It was easily accessible. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of information. It was before the Internet, so. Didn't you um, Didn't you have, like, a heart palpitation once from overdose on Mountain Dew and Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I did. I got a little overweight when I was in middle school because of my junk food. Um <laughs> Lots of Mountain Dew, pizza, video games. Um, and now look at you. Had, well, I had some health issues in early high school with a hmm. clogged eustachian tube, and it created a growth in my mastoid bone behind my ear. And I had to have major surgery, had that removed in 2000. Wow. And after that, I radically changed my diet and became a farmer. 
became a farmer. <laughs> wanted to grow, grow the food and get yeah. it straight from the source. That's awesome. Well, I was going to ask you, like, so where did you guys grow up? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Marietta. Okay. East, or, uh, Roswell over here. For I grew up in Roswell. Gotcha. So you, so you, yeah, I was going to say, so you guys are Georgia natives. Mm-hmm. Might as well. I mean, a lot of people would say, like, I grew up in Atlanta. It's like, that's all right. You can, you know, the... I spent 12 years in the city. Moved down in 2004 for school. I went to Georgia State for nice. two years studying film. Then dropped out and had a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> but the junk food ended, so that's it did, good, though. Yeah. Um, but how did how did you guys meet? We met through some mutual friends involved in music. So we actually met at the Lake Clare Land Trust in 2009. Oh, yeah. Summer. Yep. That place is awesome. Yeah, I love that spot. We lived there for I was there for about five years, mm-hmm. managing the hearth, and there about three. Four. I was hanging out there for a long time, but I didn't actually live there. But for less than a year I think but practically lived there I spent all my time there I was working there at Soulshine when in a previous iteration of the after-school program was at the land trust we were just building community community gardens community projects we would throw little music festivals and little consciousness gatherings and art shows and stuff and we were just living it and Alana and I were just really close friends at the time and as for about yes six seven years and as we grew up, we continued to build our relationship. And, and then in 2012, so I also went to college after high school for a couple of years, and then I dropped out. And, well, I didn't drop out. I stepped away. <laughs> We're going to say I stepped away. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was exploring my early 20s in Atlanta. I mean, exploring music festivals. Yeah. <laughs> More there's, on that later. Yeah, there's a few music festivals, though. That's okay. Yeah, just a few. Just maybe a, a, a like couple of years of a few couples of festivals. <laughs> a few thirty, <laughs> yeah, a few dozen maybe. Yeah. Um, but I went, so I went back to school and I finished in 2014. And Zach and I were just friends at this point. And then in January, I graduated December of 2014. And then at the beginning of 2015, Zach is that right? 2015, yeah. Zach was um, interning up at a permaculture farm in North Georgia at Wolf Scratch. And he called me. He said, you got to come check this place out. It's so beautiful. I was like, a farm? I've never been to a farm. What do they have? Ranchers and cattle and dung heaps up there. (laughs) And so I went up there and it was, it was just a a remarkable, overwhelming, like, I always say it was like a fairy tale moment because I stepped out of the car and it was like this gust of wind just, oh, it was just this, this magical wow, this is the most beautiful place in the world. The first breath of fresh North Georgia mountain plus local farm air just felt so, it just felt really cleansing and refreshing. And so I ended up staying up there for the weekend. And then pretty soon after I moved up there because I was helping out with the family. I was helping nanny their daughter and also working kind of part-time in the field. Meanwhile, Zach and I were sort of falling in love and... We decided pretty much from the beginning of our relationship that what we both really what brought us together uh, in a romantic way was that we both wanted that farm lifestyle for our family. And so we we're like, oh, I guess that means we want to have a family together. And we were like, well, oh, we're already best friends. We <laughs> yeah. love each other so much. Like, should we take it to the next level? Yeah. We're like, all right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing. Oh, here That's we awesome. go. Yeah. Well, so, and we're, we're here on Levity Farm. So you guys are you know, doing North Georgia mountain farm 
culture and you guys are starting your life together. So how did you guys end up here at Levity Farm? So we were at Wolf Scratch for 2015 mm-hmm. and we realized, all right, we wouldn't do this on our own. That was so, someone else's farm. We were working under the farmer there. So we spent 2016 <clears throat> piecing together the business plan, figuring it all out, getting everything lined up financially, getting the plans ready and, you know, spending hours a day on YouTube. And an old family friend. A couple ca- music festivals still sprinkled throughout. Yeah. <laughs> a couple family or a family friend caught wind of what we were doing and was like, hey, I've got this property here. Um, here you guys are starting a farm. You want to maybe work together on this. So we had a couple meetings and we came and saw the property here and it looked really great. So we broke ground in October of 2016 and then started making sales in April of 2017. And now we're in the midst of year three and things are going great and we're continuing sales and continuing growing and continuing learning. Yeah, I'm going to swat this mosquito on your ear. Boom. Got it. Get out of here. We don't like malaria. I don't think anybody likes malaria uh, or, you know, or West. I knew Nile one guy who liked it, but he was weird. So yeah, like, was like, dude, yeah, yeah. So that's a, that was a whole thing. What are you into these days? I'm really into like malaria. <laughs> super into West Nile. It's like kind of, yeah, it's like if there's one thing that I could do, uh, West Nile virus sounds pretty cool. Um, well, t- I, real quick, because I want to, I want to like actually walk the rows of of your farm with you again. And um, but tell me, what's the what? Where does the name Levity Farm Levity. come from? Tell me that story real quick. Zach will tell you that. Story. So it's it's multifaceted, I think. So it was inspired by Hugh Lovell, who wrote the book uh, Quantum Agriculture. He's a biodynamic farmer, and he used the word levity to almost like it's the inverse of gravity. So gravity pulls things down. Levity is what lifts things up, like levitation. So if you think about a monk levitating, it's, I started to think about like a tiny seedling as it's growing out of the ground. It's so fragile, yet it's able to stand straight up and it's almost like it's levitating towards the sun. Also, adding levity to conversation means kind of bringing a little bit of lightness to it and Alana and myself, we like to have a good time and we like to bring good energy to the food. So when we're out here, we're staying positive. And so I generally think of my, I I generally think of myself as somebody who really enjoys language and um, has a pretty decent command of uh, some fun words like levity. And so I was very shocked to discover that I didn't know the full meaning of the word levity because somebody, after we named the farm, we were telling people about it. Somebody said, oh, isn't levity like when you make a joke at a funeral or (laughs) like make someone laugh at like a really inappropriate time? I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. Which just made it even more appropriate for us because it's kind of our thing. In these trying times in the world, you know, we sometimes just got to sit back and just kind of laugh. You got to laugh. I mean, you got to laugh. It's it's dead serious. Yes. But, you know, it's also dead funny. (laughs) In the funeral of the world. We'll laugh. That's fine. You can count on us to be telling jokes. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> you laugh so hard you cry. Yeah. Well, Especially let's um, let's uh, let, let's take a walk. Right, and cool. I, I mean, as we're walking, you know, this is um, this is really cool because I normally don't get to do this. You know, most of the time, like we're sitting at a table, and um, and you guys have probably seen me doing this, you know, all over the place. And um, you know, it's uh, it, it's typically, you know, in a in someone's restaurant, and um, you know, the I think the the interesting thing about about doing a podcast is typically it's in like a 
studio type of setting and um but for you guys like this is this is <laughs> this is this the is office studio. yeah this yeah. is the office you know and um what makes this so great is i i get to eat your produce pretty often but most of the time now i'm seeing it on menus and restaurants so as we're walking here just like tell me like some of the restaurants that you guys work with that are kind of all around the atlanta area so we uh we have a lot of restaurant cl- chef clients in alpharetta a couple in roswell uh marietta um, that and Duluth, uh, that covers North Metro and then, uh, a f- couple in Buckhead and then a few in Decatur and Atlanta. Up here we are servicing South Main Kitchen in downtown Alpharetta. Oh, that's a great restaurant. They're great. Yeah, they're, they're, they actually gave us like our first chance oldest, when we were yeah. just getting started. Um, and they've been just amazing since day one. They Blake Hartley, opened. Andy Long. They Love just opened a, a new seafood restaurant called Lapeer, also in oh, downtown. Oh, yeah. I've heard Have it's really, I haven't. I've just heard it's really, really good. All right. Next time you're in the area, we're going to go get some seafood. All right. And then right by Lapeer is a new restaurant called Holmes. Yeah. Is, uh, um, Taylor. Taylor mm-hmm. from yeah, Marcel. Taylor. And those guys are awesome, too. There's, it's all just the same, same type of vibes. And yeah. we're all just kind of working together. Yeah. Kind of fresh, local, season de- seasonally dependent menu. But then in Roswell, you got, you know, Chef Woody at Table in Maine, mm-hmm. who runs the Roswell Farmer's Market. He's just amazing. You got Connor and Jasmine now, Gracious Plenty. And we just love working with the chefs in the restaurants. Yeah. We go, we do a round in Decatur. Um, Pat Pascarella at White Bull is amazing. Oh, I love that dude. His, uh, his episodes, um, dropping it like, uh, this coming Monday, actually. Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a great guy. And then we do the, um, Kimball House with Brian Wolf and. Nice. Watchmans, and we're looking forward to Little Bear opening. We're working with Even Speak Me for a little bit nice. too. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think that's what's so great, you know. And as as we're kind of like standing up here, like looking over all of the different plots, you know. I mean, we we walked through some of this like when we first got here, but just, I mean, we're right in the in the midst of like you guys having like major production of tomatoes. There's peppers everywhere. We were walking around eating, eating those, you know, sour gherkins. Mm-hmm. Like there's eggplant. Summer um, plots are named after old family dogs so oh, really this is pow pow we got pogey one pearl we got gumbo one and two lily one and two freedom one and two zenith wookie dancer, dancer. coda um and then we got the cat then, cat tunnel so all of the plots are <laughs> named after dogs except that's cat because it's the caterpillar tunnel so we call it cat ah, i like it that's so cool <laughs> yeah. is, is that a normal thing i mean do you like farmers like i mean do they just I number them think, or? i think it's mostly like grid status numbers a one but which is a great way out, to do it when we're out in public and we're just walking down the street and i'm like all right we got to hit gumbo one really hard and we got to cultivate gumbo two people are probably like, what the Talking about. <laughs> did, you, did you water Lily? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> do you guys have a lot of kids at home? Is that what you're talking about? Like, do something like what? what are you doing to these poor yeah, kids? You're like, watering <laughs> and hitting them. Um, so I mean, but you know, it's uh, it's late July, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, what's in season right now is what you guys are growing. So I mean, just like give me the. I mean, I, we got to eat a lot. Of, like, what's just like <laughs> on the stem right now? But like, what do you guys actually have kind of throughout all the different plots right now? Uh, we're doing our summer lettuce right now, summer head lettuce, which we're really excited about. We have a whole system of planting and then shade cloth and drip irrigation overhead to really mitigate the, the heat of the day and try to make sure, you know, keep the taste nice and fresh and make sure it doesn't get too, too bolty. Um, I've got some, a lot of our peppers and eggplant coming out right now, some successions of tomatoes. I had a couple issues with my fairytale eggplant. 
from to had some ant issues. I which, mean, who thought ants were a pest that could really mess with your vegetable production? Something always is weird never happening. Sorry. We're always trying to figure it out, but we're always learning. So yeah, lots of flowers coming out now too. Yeah, it's so cool though. You know, and I mean, I think just um, understanding like what a farm actually looks like and how it functions. You know, I, I think sometimes there's there's the idea in a lot of people from a dining perspective that they just have an idea of like a farm is a farm is a farm. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, the one idea that I have in my mind. But, you know, from your guys' perspective, like what do you think a lot of people don't 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 necessarily know or attribute to like how you guys make this happen on a daily basis and what it really takes to grow you know, peppers and bring them to a restaurant for a chef to then prepare and then put on a plate for you to eat, you know, like what, what is that from your guys' perspective? I think a lot of people probably don't realize what it's like to not use pesticides, but still have an integrated pest management system. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of that involves just straight up pulling bugs off plants. A lot of it involves uh, really focusing on the health of the soil and the uh, ecology of the soil. Um, it's all in context so every farm is completely different with its microclimate and basically in the same farm we've got a few different yeah, microclimates here all the plants are alive and we're alive so when we're working with the plants I believe there's an energetic exchange that's happening that helps feed the plants in a certain way so when we harvest it and we bring it to the restaurants it's only going from the ground to us to them, so we're completing the circuit. So we think that there's a lot of good energy with the produce, and it comes with the name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so cool. You know, I mean, I, I think to, to drive, you know, I mean, we live really close to, to Pont City, like over on the east side of town, and just driving, um, you know, what would probably only take maybe 35 minutes without any traffic at all. To, to stand here with you guys in like the morning sunshine and seeing, you know, where this happens and just after buying your produce for so long and eating it in restaurants and, you know, knowing that this turns into, you know, something else, um, you know, throughout the year, like in different seasons and like how you guys are growing and that this is happening just right outside of, you know, where, where I know food in Atlanta is really like inside the perimeter. but. Just to, to walk this and then eat something straight off the off of the stem of a plant is um I want more people to experience this like and you know I mean like knowing a lot of people from like Georgia Organics and Georgia Grown and this whole idea of like know your farmer I never want that to turn into the next farm to table like I don't want it to just be bullshit that people say like oh I know my farmer it's like okay but. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, like I really want to, I really want to take this step and, and really take it another step further is like, you know, how, how can this be, you know, a part of, um, how can this be a part of more of, you know, what, what, what I'm buying or really what I'm eating, but then really understanding, you know, how, how does this look like in your day-to-day life? You know, and to me, this is like the, and you talk about the complete circuit, like this is almost the incomplete part from, from my perspective really as like a diner and a lot of other people is um, it's it's probably closer than you think, you know? And I think just understanding that and, and seeing things do still get grown out of the earth and it doesn't just <laughs> show up off of a truck, you know? It's California, like- They actually come from the earth. Yeah, but it might just be Zach or Alana, you know, showing up with, you know, a container of, you know, tomatoes, <laughs> you know, but it's all grown right here. It's I mean, really there's cool. times where we'll show up at a restaurant, we'll come in the back door, chef's like, oh man, I'm so glad you guys are here. All right. 
takes opens the box takes the produce goes right to the, to the um line. to the line yeah. and like puts it in the thing and like creates a dish he's like whew, we almost close call yeah close call someone <laughs> just ordered a tomato salad and you walked in the and, door with fresh tomatoes. then like i kind of peek out and I see the person eating it and they're like oh my this is amazing like, yeah sweet well guys I, I love this and honestly i mean again probably my first true interview outside the perimeter and you guys are the first like farmers that i've had on the show and this is just a really magical operation. I mean, again, like just to show up in the morning, like my family's here, my kids are walking around, like eating peppers and tomatoes and, you know, just that they, they get to experience this. And it's really like right. I mean, it's essentially right next to where we live, you know, and it's just amazing. And I, I just, I love what you guys do. You know I mean? I think it's, it is more of a special feeling. And I think that's the other thing that I wanted to mention is like knowing your farmer, like I, I think that there's a cognitive side of it as well. If you know where your produce is coming from, I think you enjoy it more. And, um, you know, just having like those little memories of buying like the, like the sour gherkins from you guys, like those taste better. Cause I know that you guys grew them right here. <laughs> and then the next step is, is coming and pulling them off yourself. And then they taste even better. You pull them off the vine. No, exactly. No other hands have touched these this yeah. produce yeah but the person who pulls and the person well, who we appreciate time. you opening this up to people who are interested in the atlanta food scene i think that i mean it's, it's no question that atlanta is becoming one of the hottest if not the best food city in we think it's already the, world. the best food city in the world i mean let's be honest yeah. it's pretty <laughs> the freaking chefs, awesome the chefs here are pretty good awesome all the restaurants are unique we didn't, um, even, we didn't even mention all of the restaurants and all the chefs that we work with and that we love they're just yeah. Atlanta the butcher, the baker, just... and Marietta. That guy, Micah Fister, he he gave us kind of a good start too, and he's super experimental with this food, and he's he's it's great. Awesome. He's a punk rock chef. Yeah, yeah he's a punk rock but, chef. But you know, I mean, I think the the biggest thing I would say is, you know, like I I tell people like I I have people on the show who make Atlanta the greatest city for eaters, and the best thing is you guys are really the ones who are making a large part of that possible. It's symbiotic. Yeah. So. I think we're probably an edge piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I like. I mean, <laughs> easy to find. Yeah. Well, yeah. build the border first. Crucial yet humbly a single part. Yeah. How many puzzle analogies do you think we could rattle off real quick? I think um, too many. Yeah. I think I'll have to puzzle over that for a second. Yeah. Wait till the pieces fall where they, yeah. where they fall. And fall where they may. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> In the pu- puzzle box of the life of a farmer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This was great, guys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but no, seriously. But um, but this is a blast, guys. Thank you yeah, for letting for letting so us come. We're so glad y'all came out. Thanks yeah. for bringing the family. We yeah. love having them out here. It was here. so funny watching them just chomping the tomatoes. Like, I know. <laughs> I They're good tomato. eaters. No, my kids are good eaters. You know, and I think especially coming from the farm. But thank you for everything that you guys do. I love your story. And um, yeah, let let's uh, let's hit the hit the farm again. Let's Sweet, go man. get Thanks, some more tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Many thanks to Zach and Alana for letting me bring my family up to their farm and walk the rows and pick all types of vegetables from the vine, bask in the morning sun, and uh, it, was, it was seriously just great. It was so much fun. And folks, the one thing I want to leave you with, know your farmer. Support your farmer. Hell, support all farmers. But get out there and see how they do what they do and how they feed all of us. And if you'd like to learn more about Zach and Alana, the farm, the work that they're doing, head over to levityfarms.com. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. 
Our design is headed up by JJ Getz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to The Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry. <laughs>